The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of VR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. It's nice to see some cooler autumn-like weather here in the Southern California area. Um, there are plenty of shows on Voice America Talk about green and environment, um, but as a PR marketing and news show, Today, I have to take a look at what green really means and separating the fluff from the real stuff. And I have as my guest today the Valley Green Team, and the first guest is Carolyn Casavand, who is going to talk a little bit about the Valley Green Team and its mission. And then we're going to continue to talk to guests from the Valley Green Team throughout the course of the show, all from different task force, which Carolyn is going to talk about. Good morning, Carolyn, and welcome. Good morning, Cindy. It's nice to be on your show. Thank you for having us. Oh, it's a pleasure having you. Why don't Why don't you just take a moment to talk about the Valley Green Team, what it is, what its mission is? Okay. Um, the Valley Green Team, it's the San Fernando Valley Green Team, for people who may be wondering. And the um, it's, a, it's an independent working group. It's made up of business, academic, um, uh, nonprofits and government agencies and uh, community leaders. It was formed in 2008, and we've been working at this for the past two years, so we've been around and really developing some steam here. And our mission is really to connect business, education, government, and community resources so that we can bring green technology, green jobs, and a green way of living to the businesses and people of the San Fernando Valley. Thank you for that. And in addition to your your mission with the Valley Green Team, what do you do for a living, Carolyn? I'm an environmental consultant, and I've been doing environmental consulting for 22 years. And so I've been involved in a lot of these things um, from the uh, side of industry and business. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a long time to have been a, an environmental consultant, Um you know, we discussed yesterday during a call that, you know, green all of a sudden became, you know, the sexy word of the 1990s, um, a little bit in the late 80s, but it really started to blow up and everybody wanted to get on to, you know, the green machine <laughs> because it was the good PR thing to do and there were so many people that, you know, would use the green veneer to attract attention to themselves or a product without really knowing what green means. And as an environmental engineer, you certainly really knew before all that happened, didn't you? 
Well, you know, that's interesting, Cindy, because I, before sustainability even became a commonly used word, that was the way I always did things. When companies called us in and they had a problem, the first thing we tried to do was reduce their impacts. So if someone needed to uh, solve a wastewater treatment problem, the first thing we did was go and see how they could reduce the amount of water they were using. <clears throat> we did the same with hazardous waste, the same with um, air, air quality emissions, and we were able to help people achieve tremendous savings, and it was profitable for them. And I, you know, I've always said that every pound of emissions or waste is a raw material you pay for. Right. No, and it's, again, the thing that I admire about you, Carolyn, is you did, you, you did this. You know, you were doing this. You don't know. This is what you do for a living. You don't know any other way. <laughs> That's right. So you're pretty passionate about it. And, you know, you're a scientist that, you know, just, studied the practicality of recyclability, um, you know, since you, you know, since you started your career, I assume. And what did you study in school for this? Um, chemical engineering. Okay. So, I mean, again, you're a scientist that saw the practicality um, and conservation opportunities and, um, you know, energy efficiency and energy diversion from, like, the beginning of time. I'm not making you ancient. I'm just giving you a comment (laughs) for your years of experience in this. So um, when the green movement, you know, started to become the sexy term du jour, which is a little bit after you were practicing this science, um, I'm sure that it was a benefit to you and what you did because more people were aware of it. Um. Uh, this is true, and um, we, um, we've we had some really good successes. But, you know, with the economic downturn, it affected everyone. Even Yeah, it, it really, really did. It, people came to the point, whether it was in the trade and in the business-to-business construction community or, you know, to the end user, people who are buying and selling property, they, the recession really caused them to have a wake-up call into how th- to do things more efficiently, save money, make money, find money, right? Right, right. So, um, you know, I, I guess that your point is is that maybe the sexiness of the green movement was nice to increase awareness for an environmental scientist like yourself, but then the recession sort of made people have to do it rather than just thinking it was a sexy marketing Well, you know, one of the things we're trying to do right now with the Valley Green team is to help companies come out of the recession by um, transitioning to green types of uh, businesses. And so that's um, part of what we wanted to do here, too, was to really assist existing companies as well as new companies that are interested in coming to the area but really building on the industrial base that we have in the San Fernando Valley and the business base that we have in the San Fernando Valley and helping those people be able to take advantage of the green movement as well. And I, I want to congratulate you for doing that very, very bullishly. I know that you're very proud of the networking 
mechanism that you have all put into place. You're a, you're not only a green team, you're a mean green team with a mission. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, um, you know, for people that don't know the San Fernando Valley or aren't familiar with the area, I just want to say that there's always building, there's, there, there's always construction. There's still a lot of open land, isn't there? Um, I'm, I'm not so sure about that, but we do have a lot of um, open um, industrial space and open commercial space that um, we'd like to fill with people who are, you know, moving forward with green technologies and green approaches to business. Right, and you know what? I'm hoping that, and you're looking to attract new businesses that maybe aren't even in the area, I would assume. Uh, that's correct. We have um, four task forces, and um, one of those is the Green Building Task Force, um, and Jeff is going to talk about that with you. We have the Education and Workforce Development Task Force, and with that task force, we're really trying to assist the colleges and universities with developing curricula that is needed in the um, green economy. And we have um, the Resource Recovery Task Force, and that's a task force where we are really interested in looking how we can reutilize um, waste materials that are currently being diverted by, from our landfills and be able to put those back into our manufacturing processes because many of those materials, you know, we, we divert plastic and other materials from our waste stream, but many of those materials are being sent overseas instead of utilized right here at home. Which really kind of um, was an aha moment for me when we talked yesterday because I told you that we've recently been to China. Right. And we, we saw, you know, Ida product, um, you know, some of the things that, you know, are happening in terms of just moving waste from one place to another. And when you see it, it really opens your eyes to what's happening and moving, you know, waste from one side of the world to the other really isn't the answer, is it? <laughs> right, right. And, um, you yeah. know, it's um, it's not helping our planet. Um, and I think that, you know, as a scientist you would agree and you know that this kind of thing affects everything on our planet. It affects, it, it, I mean, is it correct when people say that it has an effect on global warming somehow, some way? Um, yes. Every time we buy something from China, we are increasing the emissions it takes to produce that good. If we, Every time we manufacture a good in the United States or California that we actually consume here, we're immediately reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with that material. It's you know people sometimes only think what's going on in their own backyard, and there's a whole world that <laughs> has an effect on you know on some good missions like the Valley Green Team has. And I I think the great thing about Valley Green Team and you being behind it, Carolyn, is taking pride in the fact that you really wanna not just talk the talk, but you guys really wanna walk the walk. And I think throughout the course of the show. We will give some tangible examples of some of the things that you guys are doing when, you know, Jeff and hopefully Peter join the show later on. 
So, I, you know, it's just very, very important to remind listeners that you could, you're encouraged to start in your own backyard, of course, but when people say make things in the USA, it's more than just an economy booster. There's actually an impact in how things affect global warming at large. And, you know, can you give an example of, you know, I mean, this might be too obtuse of a question, Carolyn, and just tell me if it is. But an example of how something being manufactured in the USA can be more efficient than manufacturing something abroad. Well, um, first of all, there are emissions associated with the um, with the manufacturing process itself, and in the United States, we. Um, utilize cleaner technology for generating electricity. Um, and in China, although they're changing, in China the, the technologies that they use for generating electricity are much of a much higher carbon intensity. Uh, in addition to that, you have the transportation of the good from China to the United States. So you have the emissions from the... Um, ships that are used to transport the material to the United States, and then you have the emissions of offloading that material at the ports and transporting it from the ports to the point of use. So although we have reduced some of our local emissions from manufacturing, we've sort of traded those off for emissions from the ports and trucks to bring these uh, goods in from from China, so it's all around. It saves us in um, emissions and fuel and energy to be producing goods here in the United States. That's very. You answered that very articulately and very well. I thank you for that. Well, listen, we're at the end of this segment, Carolyn. I promised you that these segments are going to fly by, and I think you know that they are. So stay tuned for more with the Valley Green Team. We'll have some more members of the Valley Green Team joining us on the show. And don't go away. Stay tuned. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. 
Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we just completed a great segment about what green really means with environmental scientist Carolyn Casavon and the Valley Green team. And Carolyn's going to remain on the phone with us throughout the course of the show. But right now we have one of her task force leaders, Jeff Gould, joining us. And he's going to talk a little bit about the building task force. Welcome, Jeff. Welcome. Thank you. Um, You know, we got a nice introduction for Valley Green Team and its missions and goals um, in the first segment. So um, I'm looking forward to hearing from you about the building task force and what its mission is. Great. Look forward to it. Um, I can give you a little background on, um, you know, my, my background is in the commercial real estate world, and um, I got into sustainability because, uh, you know, it was, it was sort of a, a passionate thing, and it was looking at how buildings actually impacted the environment. So it was... Uh, it was of great uh, concern to me, you know, after doing some research, that, uh, that, that buildings actually do have a significant impact on the environment, and I wanted to try to connect uh, the dots between kind of the, the industry of, of buildings and the industry of, uh, of, of uh, sustainability. And so uh, with the Green Building Task Force uh, out in the San Fernando Valley, uh, as part of the Valley Green Team, you know, what we're focused on is really uh, providing the tools, resources, uh, research, and know-how uh, necessary for both public and private Valley organizations uh, and even residences to, um, to be able to incorporate these sustainable uh, and high-performance principles into, into their uh, uh, real-world um, uh, real estate and buildings uh, that they live, own, operate, lease, um, and uh, and essentially, you know, we're we're here to promote the triple bottom line benefits of sustainability, which would be uh, people, planet, and profit. And that's what. Well, we're I like that. It's a three P approach. That's what we're looking at. Not a three, not a three prong approach. A three P approach. Three P approach. Um, well, listen, you, you grew up in the commercial real estate world, so you have the contacts. We know that you're the networker in that world to probably answer or address 
the biggest concern for people in real estate development, and that it, it isn't really being green necessarily top of mind, but it's how do we make money, how do we save money, and I guess that you can answer the questions in a very reasonable way that you could actually make money and save money in this, you know, soft economy by investing in greener building, right? Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's fairly simplistic. People people, you know, kind of get complicated with it, but but essentially what it is 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 um it's it's going away from the mentality of consumption which is the way that our buildings were were developed and our communities were developed is is our relationship with the utility companies has been focused on consumption and now it's 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 more of a mindset than anything um, on efficiency and i think that's really the first kind of kind of goal of the of the green building industry and what the valley green building task force is is trying to promote is is efficiency and um, and that would be energy efficiency, water efficiency. Um, you know, buildings have a huge impact on on our built environment or on, on our natural environment, uh, being that they they represent forty percent of our primary energy use, seventy two percent of our electricity consumption, thirty nine percent of CO two CO two emissions, and uh, and about thirteen fourteen percent of uh, pot- potable water consumption. So. Um, so really, the focus is on efficiency, and, and efficiency is, is there's a payback to a, to efficiency. Yes, there is uh, some upfront costs, but I think the the real key here is is to change the mentality that it's a cost that's not going to be able to be recouped. And so that's that's kind of where the building industry is is at a tipping point right now. Well, yeah, no, I, it, well those numbers are actually something that people, particularly in your industry have to pay attention to. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's um, it can make a very, very big difference. And you mentioned to me that it's not only making people aware of it, it's not only changing perceptions, but it's also changing the way people behave. And when we spoke yesterday, Jeff, you used a really great metaphor. It's like the movie Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Yes. Yeah. It's it's basically uh planting an idea so deep in someone's brain um that uh that they actually change their habits and change their you know kind of their their mindset to towards a a subject and I think that's what the green green uh and sustainable industry is. Um and that's what the Valley Green Building Task Force is trying to promote. Um, and habits are not easy to change. I mean, I, I've heard stories about, you know, it's, it's 30 days, you know, I, probably even more than that to really change a habit. So we have, you know, as residences in, in the valley, you know, as, as tenants, as building operators, as, uh, you know, property managers, as owners, we, we have a, uh, we have a really a duty to understand, you know, how, how, what the impact is of these buildings and how we can change that mentality and change our habits. And yet, yeah, it is like the movie Inception in, in some ways. I'm sure that you come across a lot of people in, you know, your real estate development community because I know that you do, you know, a lot of forums and seminars and networking and meetings. And I'm sure that you can easily identify the people that you can't change because they're, you know, they have this mindset that things have to be done a certain way and they just don't want to be open and it must be sometimes frustrating. And I know as a as a businessman and a networker, 
you just kind of probably identify the fact that they can't change and move on and find the many more people that you think are willing to change. Well, you know, it's it's there are a lot of people who are drinking the Kool-Aid, but they're but really I think that's that's the you know, that's the sales industry, right? I mean, what you you get a no answer from somebody a developer or from a property owner who says, "No, I don't want to retrofit my building," or a resident who says, "No, I don't believe in sustainability." But when you really kind of get down to the facts and show them the numbers, um, yes, there are some upfront costs, but but you can really show them the payback. And I think that's the that's the key to this whole thing is that there's a you know we need we need to really uh, uh, start pitching the people the non-believers. And I think that's what the Green Building Task Force has been able to do is we've been able to bring developers to the table who. Uh, developers and property owners to the table who didn't necessarily even give sustainability a, 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 even a second thought at um, you know probably a year or two ago, and now they're starting to realize that you know based on the case studies in the valley and and, tr- and what we're promoting as, in terms of sustainable projects, that this actually can be done and it can be done cost effectively, and there's a business case and a value creator for it. So oh, yeah, no, I'm sure. Well, uh, pardon this naive question because I'm not a specialist in this. Area. Area, and you all know that um, I just kind of read a lot of news about a lot of things. But mm-hmm. you know, what are the governmental incentives for builders? Are the you know are the credits really there, or is that something that you know is still on a wish list? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of things coming down from the government level, governmental level. Um, you know, and, and I think they're going to you know help in some ways to change the mindset. Uh, you know of of the industry but you know such things as uh, new title 24 standards which are you know basically they provide uh, mandatory building efficiency standards um uh and that's throughout California uh we have a new uh California green building code that the governor is really trying to expedite through the process um which which essentially is part of title 24 and and basically the purpose is to to really provide uh to enhance the design of properties now this is more more so on the commercial side but the, to enhance the design and construction of buildings uh essentially through the use of building concepts um, that reduce the, our negative our buildings negative impact on the environment uh and basically encourage you know such uh, such categories as uh, planning and design uh, for for uh, environmental and sustainability, energy efficiency, water efficiency and conservation, material conservation and resource efficiency, uh, and environmental quality. So there there are uh, government mandates. There are also incentives available through uh, the utilities companies, through the the Department of Energy, uh, through the California Energy Commission. Um, and that you know those incentives you know range everywhere from lighting incentives all the way up to uh, heating, ventilating, uh, ventilation and cooling incentives for commercial properties. So and solar even uh, as well. Well, you know, I would imagine that again, people in real estate development are usually people that have money in mind, and that probably helps you when you when you're when you're singing your cause. It does. It does. I think um, you know the the key statistics to to talk to developers and property owners are you know they speak a a different language than the environmentalists and the and the scientists. So their their language is the language of uh, of, of finance. And when you really talk about um, what sustainability means to their bottom line, I think it's it, it means a uh, you know operating cost decrease. 
you know, eight, uh, between 8 and 10 percent uh, uh, cost decrease in operating their buildings, and that's simply from, you know, focusing on the low-hanging fruits like energy efficiency and lighting retrofits in buildings, you can significantly reduce your cost of operating the building. Um, and with, you know, the spiking energy, uh, energy costs and, uh, you know, through the utility companies, I think uh, I think most building owners owners will start to recognize that that doing these things and employing these strategies is really really going to be a benefit to their bottom line. Well, you know, Jeff, we came to the end of this segment, and um, I want to really thank you for sharing a lot of information in a very short amount of time. Is there anything else that you want to add in your last thirty seconds? No, well, just just one last thing that, that our little task force has grown considerably, and we uh, you know we look forward to connecting the dots with property owners, with residences, and really educating and uh, and helping people understand the benefits of sustainability. Um, so that's that's my that's my piece. Well, I have a feeling just from talking to you and Carolyn yesterday that. You know, you're going to change a little part of the world, and I hope that makes an impact in a larger part of the world. So I want to really congratulate all of you for your mission and your passion. Cause Thank it's you very much. Very, you know, it's very credible. So we're gonna we're gonna take an end to this segment. We want to thank Jeff Gould for popping in and popping out, and please stay tuned for more with Carolyn and Peter McCarthy. Will be joining us from the Valley Green Team. Stand by. Don't go away. Come right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. 
We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Welcome back, everybody. We are continuing our special show with the Valley Green team, and joining us is Peter McCarty. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Cindy. Peter McCarty here. I'm I'm glad that you were able to join us. Um, Cindy, before you get started with Peter, I would like to say that Peter is the person who actually started the green team, and he's really been the energy behind it, and um, so I just wanted to throw that in there as you proceed with talking with Peter. And I thank you for that. Well, Peter, I didn't I didn't know that you were at the at the beginning of this all, so you could maybe um educate our listeners about how this all started since you were at the mountain's base. <laughs> Real briefly, what, what the San Fernando Valley Green Team has become is a, the result of just a bunch of individuals trying to do what, the right, you know, what was right for our community. We, we wanted to being, develop the, what we came to call the for-profit and, and non-profit and volunteer strategies for individuals to become economically and energy efficient. And, and that was our simple concept. We thought people were already doing this. And what we basically spent a bunch of time doing about th- almost three years ago now was going to the uh, business community, the environmental community, the government, and saying, well, we're ready to be the green team for this region, you know, how do you do it? And the answer was, we don't have anything, we don't really know how to do it, and so good luck. Yeah. So being inventive uh, people, we uh, got together, discussed, and came up with a mission statement and started to go out and implement, and basically the term we kept using was unleashing the creative potential that exists in, in ordinary people throughout the, uh, the, you know, our region. And as a result of that, people came forward, and we're now uh, a very dynamic. You've heard from Carolyn. You've heard from Jeff. These are amazing people who would take out very precious time out of their lives to create the conditions so that all of us can experience how to become, uh, again, economically and environmentally uh, sustainable. Right, and you know, I what we talked about in earlier segments and a little bit in the pre-show discussion yesterday, and I do this for the benefit of my listeners because they know the show, is that you know there's always been a lot of fluff and a lot of PR around the benefits of an association in being green, and the mission 
that the Valley Green team really wants to walk the walk and not just talk the talk is really meaningful for me and should be meaningful for listeners because you're not just talking about you know, an ideal green environment or something that's aspirational. You're actually going out there and rolling up your sleeves and convincing people to do things differently. Um, One of the things that came up yesterday when I asked to give a tangible example of what Valley Green Team would um, sort of talk about in the building arena, particularly when it comes to new developments and construction, is diversion and using plastic lumber instead of, you know, instead of other kinds of lumber. And that was fascinating to me. And I don't, I don't know, Carolyn, you could jump in if you want to, but if you could just, either one of you, give an example of that, it would be fantastic. Well, Carolyn has a, a whole you know, a strategy. The simple thing is that, that if we need raw material for building, for making products, for, for doing services for people, uh, the waste stream that we generate is a perfect resource that can be utilized. The, the, and there's an enormous amount of work that needs to be done to train, transition the, the sanitation, if you will, departments from being garbage collectors to being uh, uh, resource managers. And, and in Los Angeles, we're blessed, if you will, we were already at a level of about 65% recycling, and we're trying to, you know, kick that up to 100%, Um, and that's with the government involved and so forth, and so that's just an example of where if the paper that's being recycled can be repurposed at the site of, of the collection and then sold back to Staples or to other as computer paper, we just, you know, knocked out a whole cycle that is carbon emissioning if we have to transport it, repurpose it somewhere else, and then have it shipped back. So these are some of the kind of things that we're uh, um, trying to address. Water is is another example um, where with new construction, we have uh, one, one of the businesses that we've been able to identify is an entrepreneur that has installed a, a gray water recycling system that is now been tracked for a year and a half, and he's saving people 60 to 70% in their water usage. In other words, a 60 to 70% reduction in their drawing of fresh water off of the system. And that's... Uh, you know, that's amazing. It's a, it's a lot of... It's very efficient. Sure, there's a large cost savings. And here's some some other examples um, in... The, in the process of what we've been doing, there's a, uh, a I guess a, a gentleman out in the, on, he's in Ontario, but he um, takes truck tires, used truck tires, and he shreds these truck tires, and he shreds them to the specifications for manufacturers in Los Angeles that are making um, floor tiles out of uh, reused tires. They're making um, materials for playgrounds, and they're making all these products out of these used tires, which right now are, you know, basically sitting in yards and and just recycling those back into building materials. 
Uh, you know, to me, I'm sure that there's so many tangible examples that you can give, and I think when you're giving an example like recycling tires and talking about their use or recycling plastic to be used for other, you know, um, building use, it, it really does plant those seeds in people's heads to really support recycling. And I, I think part of the problem is, is when you use the word recycle, people's imaginations might be limited, but they can look to you to actually give them tangible examples. Well, yeah, and to give it to bring it home to you know, behavioral change, instead of trying to convince people, what we're identifying are what are people's needs. And if, for example, in the school systems, you know, all these non you know, PTAs and so forth, recycling has all of a sudden become an income stream for them. It's also become a one of the schools, a place where they went out and have got a grant, and they've created a whole educational program around environmental science now. And this is this is the kind of you know innovation that took, you know, the, the teaching 35 kids how to recycle intelligently, and all of a sudden now they're they've transformed a couple of little schools. See, and I think that's fantastic. And I know that the state of California has always been way ahead of the environmental game. What do you think, you know, how fast do you think the rest of the country will follow? I think we're finding, again, in, we're in Los Angeles, so it's it's kind of a, we, we, you know, it's kind of a, di- a distortion to try to translate what we're do- involved in to uh like the, a city of Omaha or something, we, we, we have in our population area 2.2 million people. So that basically represents about seven congressional districts. It's a couple of states and so forth. Uh, other areas have the ability to act as a unit, whether it's a city, a state, a city, or a county, uh, or even a, a small neighborhood, much more efficiently in, in terms of bringing about in, in, Investments in strategies that will achieve these energy efficiency goals. So they they may be quicker, if you will, um, in in the uptake. But what we're finding is that that once you make this, um, again, our strategy is you know if there's a market force, people are going to uh, 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 get on it. We just experienced this with solar energy. You know, people, everybody, there was a market forces and and all of a sudden everybody's solar became a popular alternative. When in fact, as Carolyn will tell you, you know, there are a lot more efficient things to be doing in conservation in the, in the provision of energy. And, but the, the other point I wanted to get, uh, Cindy, was that, that while we're doing these recycling things, we're also generating whole industries because somebody's got to manufacture the products that, that process those rubber tires. The guy that's installing this gray water material is has a manufacturing opportunity where if he could, what we're now doing through the green team is introducing him to manufacturers of uh, large-scale products such as uh, windows and refrigerators so that, that they can take their expertise and say, oh, so what you're doing is, you know, your, your unit can be manufactured at a cost of about, you know, 60 to 70 percent lower than what he's doing by hand right now. So we're actually generating a manufacturing uh, a company that then will create a supply chain, which will then 
create a whole series of, of, of service jobs. Well, it's a, that's a very, very good, tangible point in terms of economy boosting while being efficient. We're going to have to end this segment. We're at standby for more with Carolyn and Peter, Valley Green team. When we come back, don't go away. <laughs> Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're in a final segment with the Valley Green team, and I really want to thank everybody from the team and sharing so much useful information. Peter, we I had to kind of cut things short for the commercial break. Is there anything that you want to add from the um, manufacturing beginning-to-end efficiency standpoint? Well, yeah, I just wanted to say that, that we've run into some pushback with people uh, that say that, that, you know, green building, green technologies, green products and so forth are more expensive. And, and I think there's a, there's a very nice economic art, argument that can be made when you look at total life cycle costs 
and so forth. And I, and I, but that's really not, I mean, those are important to do. But the idea is we're looking at opportunities to invest in innovation. And that goes to the core of what America has been about and what it's going to be about. And we're, we're taking technologies and trying to figure out ways to commercialize them. And when people start to see that kind of creativity of how do you face something that's absolutely insurmountable, and with a little inventiveness and trial and error, you can come up with a solution, um, that, that sparks people's imagination. And uh, that's what we've experienced. And so we're just trying to apply traditional startup technology business formation ideas uh, access to, you know, how do you commercialize a technology? How do you get access to investors? Um, how do you develop a business plan and so forth? And then thereby mainstreaming um, a lot of this innovation into it. And as Jeff said earlier, once people understand the, the return on investment, the capital investment, um, you know, it, we're, we're looking at some pretty significant uh, opportunities in a very stable and a very uncertain uh, economy, and so uh, it's a, it seems like a very huge benefit. Uh, you know, in this segment, we're going to kind of wrap and you know summarize, revisit some of the points that made throughout the show. But I do have a question for Carolyn and Peter. You could you know sure. certainly you know jump in. Um, Carolyn, when the BP oil spill took place, as an environmental scientist, you really must have known the devastation a lot more than most people knew, huh? Um, I understood, I guess, yes, a lot more than what maybe the general public was understanding about what was taking place there. And um, as a scientist, did did it go through your head, like, what went wrong in terms of safeguarding and prevention? <laughs> Well, actually, you know, it's kind of interesting you ask that. And, and, you know, a report just came out yesterday from BP, and and basically what they, you know, the conclusion they came to was that it was a number of failures. And really what I have found over the years is we keep adding safety measures to everything we do, and but we still have failures, and, and now they do. They result from you have to have multiple failures to have a disaster, and, um, you know, it really, no matter how many safeguards we put into place, there's always the human element, and, and you see that in these, um, all of these major disasters is, you know, there was a, a human factor in there. And, and I don't think we can get to zero, um, you know, accident. I do think that it's important for us to be able to respond to accidents, and that to me, two things came out of it to me in the work that I do is, one, I've started talking to people about, you know, when you have the first failure, do something about it, because what happens is people get complacent. Since they have maybe four safety measures, when one fails, everything still keeps operating. And when the second one fails, it still keeps operating. So it's not alerting to them to a problem. So I've, I've brought up that. But I've also uh, gotten a lot more serious about um, being prepared to respond when there is an incident. Instead of thinking, oh, that will never happen to us, really believing that, yes, it could happen to any of us, and are we prepared to respond to it? Well, I think it's good. I hope you understand that I had to ask the one 
current events question. <laughs> That's fine. And, and ask for your response. Spend some uh, time on that. But, but again, the, the point you can also make is, is that look what the response were. What were the innovations? Where did they come from? They came from people that were not in the industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea that some of these guys in the entertainment industry had been knocking around just trying to tinker around with possible solutions as well as what was going on in the biotech industry to come up with these dispersants that were, have been designed. These are products that didn't exist 5, 10, 15 years ago. And oh. through that innovation, they were able to get, uh, you know, dispersants on that oil that was able to uh, attack it a lot faster and break it down a lot faster. Well, that comes from your... Um your whole thing, Peter, in terms of imagination and innovation in America. And, you know, what I wish, like during, you know, when the news first broke, instead of talking about the disaster, I wish that you would have been on the news talking about the possibilities and the dispersants and the things that were in existence scientifically to attack the problem because it took a very, very long time for that to get across to the public in the news. And, Cindy, you just... You just described what is why the the San Fernando Valley Green Team has been successful. Is because we're not we're not about politics. We're not about some special interest. We're just trying to say, hey, look, how do you how do you develop a community that basically can sustain itself from an economic and environmental point of view? Yeah. Well, good. And, the next time that there is, uh, well, hopefully there won't be a disaster like this one in the near future. But even if there's something that goes awry, maybe you are the people that should be on the news talking about the solutions rather than well. If we've been the problem, if we've been successful, we'll have product, we'll have businesses, we'll have nonprofit organizations, and trained individuals who will know how to respond to. Like again, we live in earthquakes in zones and fire zones, so there's a certain level already. But but to the idea of <clears throat> energy uh, conservation. And and being able to the whole next step right now is uh, that people are talking about is is being able to start turning their houses and their buildings into energy generators where they're being able to actually sell back their efficiency. Uh, and this is a whole thing that's going on in the state of California now is we're we're actually getting laws changed uh, that will allow individuals to actually achieve their own energy efficiency and then harvest their excess energy, and sell that back. So that, that, that is a whole other level of economic development that is about to take off. Oh, and, I, and I think that's fantastic, and it's appealing, and it's recession-busting. It's recession Absolutely. We're, we're at the end of our show. So, Carolyn, did you want to add anything to help us wrap the show? Um, yeah, I just would like to say that you know the San Fernando Valley has... During the aerospace period, the San Fernando Valley was a leader in technology, and that technical expertise is still there in the valley, and we just want to redirect it to the green economy, and we think that the San Fernando Valley is going to be a leader in the green economy as well. Well, I think that we're, we're ending on a very good, encouraging, optimistic note, and that's because you're an optimistic team, and I want to thank you all for joining us, and... Um, you know, you're welcome to come by again in the future. And it was nice meeting all of you. Everybody have a great, wonderful weekend, particularly those in Southern California who can enjoy the nice autumn-like weather. Okay, be safe. Thank you, Valley Green Team. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Cindy.
Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American Idol. I've got synthetic pistol. I kill my mother to get out on your TV screen. I am a death row psycho.